A warm welcome to my podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Hope all of you are doing well. This is Bhaskar. You might be knowing that this podcast platform is all about a story, stories selected from the best of the Shastri writers across the world, across the town. And you'd find all the stories uh, which I'm narrating or telling to be very, very fascinating. And I guess uh, the earlier stories which I had narrated, you found them fascinating. And those who are joining new, you can uh, search my stories and find those stories and can listen to them. Uh, today's story is His Courier by O. Henry. It was neither the season nor the hour when the park frequenters, and it is likely that the young lady who was seated on one of the benches at the side of the walk had merely obeyed a sudden impulse to sit for a while and enjoy a full taste of coming spring. She rested there, pensive and still. A sudden melancholy that touched her countenance must have been of recent birth for it had not yet altered the fine and the youthful contours of her cheek, nor subdued the arc, the resolute curve of her lips. A tall young man came striding through the park, along the path near which he sat, behind him a ragged boy carrying a suitcase. At the sight of the young lady, the man's face changed to red and back to pale again. He watched her countenance as he drew nearer. With a hope and anxiety mingled on his own, he passed within a few years of her, but he saw no evidence that she was aware of his presence or existence. Some fifty years farther on, he suddenly stopped and sat on a bench on one side. The boy dropped the suitcase and stared at him with a wandering shoot eyes. The young man took out his handkerchief, wiped his brow. It was good handkerchief, a good brow. And the young man was good to look at, he said to the boy. I want you to take a message to the young lady on that bench. Tell her that I'm on my way to station to look for San Francisco, where I shall join the Alaska Moose hunting expedition, tell her that since she has commanded me neither to speak, nor to write to her, I take this means of making one last appeal to her sense of justice for the sake of what has been. Tell her that to condemn and discard one who has not deserved such treatment without giving him her reason or a chance to explain whatever the cause may be is contrary to her nature as I have believed it to be, tell her that I have this, to a certain degree, disobeyed her injunctions in the hope that she may yet be inclined to see justice done. Go and tell her that. The young man dropped a half dollar into the boy's hand. The boy looked at him for a moment with the bright, canny eyes out of a dirty, intelligent face and then set off at her own. 
He approached a lady on the bench, a little doubtfully, but unembarrassed. He touched the brim of the old paint bicycle cap perched on the back of her head. Of her head. The lady looked at him coldly without prejudice or favor. Lady, he said, that gent on that other bench sent her a song and dance by me. If you ever don't know that guy and he's trying to do a Johnny act, said the word, I'll call a cop in three minutes. If you doesn't know him, that he's on the square, why I will spill you the bunch of hot air he has sent you. The young lady betrayed a faint interest. A song and dance, she said in a deliberate sweet voice that seemed to clothe her words in a diaphanous garment of impalpable irony. A new idea? In the troubled air words line, I suppose, I used to know the gentleman who sent you, so I think it will be hardly necessary to call the police. You may execute your song and dance, but do not sing too loudly. It is a little early yet for open hour vaudeville, and we might attract attention. Ah, oh, said the boy, with a shrug down the length of him, you know what I mean. A taint etern and its wind. He told me to tell you he got his collars and cuffs in that girl for a scoot clean out to Francisco. Done he is going to shoot snowbirds in Klondike. He says you told him not to read or not to send. Round no more pink notes or some hanging over the garden gate. And he takes this means of putting your walls, he says, you referred out like a has-been and never gave a chance to kick the decision. He says, you swapped him and never said why. The slightly awakened interest in the lady's eyes did not abate. Perhaps it was the cause by either the originality or the audacity of the snowboard hunter in thus circumventing her express commands against the ordinary modes of communication. She fixed her eye on the statue standing disconsolate in the disheveled park and spoke into the transmitter. Tell that gentleman that I need not repeat to him the description of my ideals. He knows what they have been and what they still are. So far as they touch on this case, absolute loyalty and truth are the paramount ones. Tell him that I have studied my own heart as well as I can, and I know its weakness as well as it knew its needs. That is why I declined to hear his pleas, whatever they may be. I did not condemn him through hearsay or doubtful evidence, and that is why I made no charge. But since he persists in hearing what he already knows, he may convey the matter. Tell him that I entered the conservatory that evening from the rear to cut a rose for my mother. Tell him that I saw him and Miss Ashburton beneath the pink garlander. The tallow was pretty, but the pose and the juxtaposition were too eloquent and evident to require explanation. I left the conservatory and at the same time the rose and my ideal. You may carry that song and dance to your impresario. I am shy on one word, lady, jex, jex, 
Put me once on that, will you? Juxtaposition, or you will call it propinquity, or if you like, being rather too near for one maintaining the position of an ideal. The girl spun from the beneath of the boy's feet. He stood by the other bench. The man's eyes interrogated him hungrily. The boys were shining with the impersonal zeal of a translator. The lady says she is on the fact that the girls is dead and when a fellow comes spalling ghost stories and trying to make up and that's why she don't listen to snow soft soap. She says she got her dead to rise hugging a bunch of calico in the hot house. She sidestepped him to pull some poises and Euro squeezing the other girl to bid the band. She says it looked cute all right, all right, but it made her sick. She says you better get busy and make a sneak for the train. The young man gave a slow whistle and his eyes flashed with a sudden thought. His hand flew to an inside pocket of his coat. He drew out a handful of letters, selecting one. He handed it to the boy, following it with a silver dollar from the vest pocket. Give that letter to the lady, he said, and ask her to read it. Tell her that it should explain the situation. Tell her that if she had mingled a little trust with her conception of the ideal, much heartache might have been avoided. Tell her the loyalty she prizes so much has never severed. Tell her I'm waiting for an answer. The messenger stood before the lady. The gentleman says, he has the ski bunk put on him without a cause. He says he is no bum guy and Lady Year read that letter and I'll bet he is a white sport all right. The young lady unfolded the letter somewhat doubtfully and read it. Dear Dr. Arnold, I want to thank you for your kind and opportune aid to my daughter last Friday evening. When she was overcome by an attack of the old heart trouble in the conservatory at Mrs. Walden's reception. Had you not been near to catch her as she fell and render proper attention, we might have lost her. I'd be glad if you would call and undertake the treatment of her case. Gracefully yours, Robert Ashburton. The young lady refolded the letter and handed it to the boy. The gen wants an answer, said the messenger. What's the word? The lady's eyes suddenly flashed on him, bright, smiling and wet. Tell that guy on the other bench, she said, with a happy, tremulous laugh, that his girl wants him. Hope you enjoyed the story, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so glad. Do you spend your time to listen to the story? Hope you enjoy it fully. Until then, take care of yourself.